he didn't have a chance to write tests. The deadline for the manuscript was only two days away, and Dockerod Maine had placed reproducibility as an afterthought. And, oh crap, Reviewer 3 is going to eat me alive and spit out the little pieces when I don't offer Tensor No in a container. So he, he built the container. He shared it on Docker Hub. And he, he had a small twinge of pain in his chest as it was building in the interface. It looked so professional. Its Docker file proudly displayed the README from the connected repository glowing in shades of white and blue. But sometimes, absence is harder to sniff out than presence. Sure, you couldn't get security scanning unless you were in the big players. But what even escaped from our protagonist's awareness was that there was a process of magic that went on that day, one that would forever change the course of his life. The deadline approached. Dockerod didn't sleep. He spent every waking hour downing fast food and early, you know, that early released Halloween candy that was typically bought for children and then consumed by adults under stress. Sound familiar? It was only early September, but somehow all the local department stores were ready for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas all at the same time. This would be the best Halloween Thanksgiving ever, <laughs> he thought sarcastically. His desk became a wasteland of used fast food containers with coffee stain rings creating this new kind of art on his desktop. His only saving grace was to blame the sticky keyboard on his cat, who frequented the patio outside to hunt for small rodents and would tromp around on the wet and sometimes sticky leaves. Why were they even sticky? But I, I digress. Docker Rod was a shell of a human being, but like all work, remaining magically expands or contracts to fill the space allowed for it. The manuscript was submit. The review was eerily quick. It went out for review within a few days, and the reviewers returned a positive result within two weeks. When does that ever happen? Given the impending doom that Dockerod felt approaching this work, it was kind of surprising. It was, it was kind of pleasantly surprising, but it was also a bit suspicious. Did they read the entire paper? Did they test this container? Did they even care? Did they just click the accept button? Oh well, he thought. It must be that if you had enough buzzwords about machine learning and data intensive workflows, the reviewers would become drunken with Silicon Valley hype and say, yes, yes, it's great. The publication was out within a week, just before the end of October. It was a blessing and a curse because now Dockerod didn't have any excuses to wait around to hear back. He could continue on with, you know, those other projects. He decided to return to a previous attempt to predict scooter stealing based on geographic area. That's totally useful, right? The first email came a few days later. It was from a collaborator at the University of Vermont that was testing the container. Great work, he commented. I can predict ice cream preferences with Reddit posts from the individual about based on how they feel about cows. But but did you change the container? The paper says that you use version 4.3.1 of TensorNo, but the container seems to be packaged with 6.6.6. .6. Is that even a release? Do you think you could take a look? Docker Rod felt gruffled, which by the way is some combination of ruffled and gruff. Once a publication was out, you see, it's, it was really hard to change. And he suspected that perhaps there was just an issue with the container built. He was going to watch a movie on Netflix, 
But instead, his evening would again need to be used for random work. Ooh. Dr. Rod always regret his life choices when this happened. He didn't want to consider the idea that he couldn't quell his own anxiety enough to choose not to work in the evenings. He blamed it on his profession and jumped over to Twitter to complain about his life choices. Send tweet. He pulled the container and the layers cascaded into his terminal like a waterfall. Pulling, extracting. These were all those lovely layers that were generated from the automated build oh so long ago. Once the manifests and layers were obtained, Dockerod ran the container with an entry point as a best shell. He was inside. And now to check for the version of TensorNow. Huh. It seemed to be 4.3.1. He wondered if his collaborator was just downing a few too many pumpkin ales. But to be completely sure, he ran one of his analysis scripts against the data file provided in the container. That's when he saw it. The numbers 666 were printed in the terminal. And how in the heck were they colored in red? That's kind of weird. To print colors in a terminal, the terminal would obviously need to support it, and his did, but he would need to print ANSI escape sequences to start and end color blocks. He had done that a few years ago for a useless Pokemon module, but it definitely wouldn't have been appropriate to do here. And the color red? He found this strange. But the analysis results seemed to work okay. He used his Reddit posts to predict that he liked chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. This made him wonder if he could use a similar method to predict cookie choices. Huh. But it would take rigorous study to know for sure. Anyway, he responded to his colleague. Yeah, you're, you're right. The version is a bit wanky, but otherwise it seems okay. Let me know if you run into any other issues. Send email, close, goodbye, thank you. It was later that night when he was helping himself to some Rocky Road ice cream. Hey, a man can't always be stocked with his favorites. That it happened. As he closed the freezer, pop, there was a shuffle that came from the adjacent cabinet. He shirked back, knocking over his bowl. Who, who's there? Was it his cat? He opened the cabinet cautiously, and there was nothing. But then... There's a ghost in the container. He fell back so quickly that he almost squished his pet cat who was helping herself to the fallen ice cream. She sprang up as well and was gone in the same instant. What did he just hear? Had he had too many pumpkin ales to drink? He decided to skip over his bedtime snack and just go to bed. This, this was just too much. He woke up the next morning and reflected on the dull state of his life. Send tweet. But the memory of that voice, that eerie, creepy voice, saying something about a ghost in his container, it, it stayed with him. With Homer Simpson's slippers adorned, coffee in hand, he set out to take another look. It was just a container. God, it was, it, it was just all in his head. Click, click, click. Ugh. He typed his password incorrectly. Click, click, click. Got it. Oh, but ugh. Two-factor authentication. Where was his phone again? After finally bypassing the security measures that were most effective at, well, locking himself out, he was up and running. He again shelled into the container and did a simple listing of the working directory. Strange. 
there was a binary sitting right there named exactly the same as his analysis script. Well, duh, he must have run this thing the other day when he thought he was using his Python module. Gosh darn Python paths. Could, could he even blame Python for this? Eh, probably not. What could he do with this binary thing? Vim wasn't super useful. It looked like gobbledygook. Even though he ran it yesterday, he was super freaked out and didn't want to do it again. Ah, he thought, I'll look for it in the build history. There wasn't evidence of compiling such a binary in his Docker file, so he used the Docker Hub API to request a version one image manifest. You know, the older one that still has the version one compatibility key and then lots of history dumped in there, but it's within another layer of JSON that you have to kind of load. Yeah, that one. There was nothing out of the ordinary. Maybe if he ran the script again, he could trace it this time? Yeah, that would at least show him more detail what was going on. It would just predict an ice cream preference. After all, no harm done. Click, and then away the binary went. The TV in the room jolted on from nothing with a burst of static electricity that Dockerod didn't even think was possible. It was the morning news, and they were reporting from a small town on the East Coast. Dockerod felt his stomach fall to his feet. He felt sick. It was his collaborator who died unexpectedly in the night. His feet went cold, his palms were clammy, and his face was white. How old was he? Maybe in his 50s? Was it just a terrible chance occurrence? Oh God, he looked back to the trace and it had finished. And that's when the phone rang. Ring, 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 ring. It was a previous student of his which wasn't a huge surprise. This student had called before and liked to talk about her work, ask questions, and probably just make sure that Dockerod was okay. Did you hear about Professor Crane? I, I think he was really excited about your work. Oh God, oh God, sorry. I really didn't mean to make the call that dark. I, I just wanted to see, um, maybe I can ask you a question about the container that you shared? Another issue? What was the deal here? Sure, he answered calmly, suffocating all of his internal angst and horror about the recent events. What's up? The student proceeded to tell him that the classifier wasn't reliable. She ran it a few minutes ago, and then just now, and the first time it gave her an ice cream flavor of peppermint, and now it was cookie dough? Well, did you read a date and maybe update? If someone else changed the ranking of a post, well, it's, it's a very sensitive algorithm, so the result might be different. Oh, the student reflected. Well, that's not very good. I mean, my, my favorite ice cream is definitely peppermint. It, it's kind of disappointing that, I don't know, your classifier kind of got it wrong. Dockerod silenced a grumble that started to erupt from his ornery crevices. Sorry about that, Karina. Maybe you can try downloading the data first and keeping timestamp versions to be sure. He hung up the phone. He didn't have time for this. The binary sitting in front of him was emotionally all-consuming and he had to understand where it came from. The trace didn't really show much of interest. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. He wasn't really good enough with computers to understand it. Instead, he sent an email to an old friend that now works as a Linux admin. They had started on the same path, but his friend decided that he wanted job security and was he was pretty terrible at science anyway, so he went this other route. Yes, Dockerod was super bitter. Why wouldn't he be? Hey, Frank, can you take a look at this trace? I'm like fairly certain there's something weird going on here. Can you tell me why it might change a prediction or print out 666 for a version? Yeah, sure, said Frank, who enjoyed relaxing on the weekends, but also didn't have much of a family and would wind up working on projects anyway. 
He was a perfect counter to Dockerod's bias about his own profession being all-consuming. But again, it was right in front of him, so of course he didn't see it. Hey, do you think you could point me to the container so I could take a look? Dockerod felt ridiculous, but he didn't want to chance it. Uh, you know, maybe if it comes to that, but I think you can probably get pretty far without it. He hung up the phone and decided to have some breakfast. On the weekdays, coffee was suitable for forever staining his teeth and tinting his insides with some combination of nature and added carcinogens. But on the weekends, Doc Rod liked making waffles. As an extra special treat, he liked to add ice cream. So he grabbed a scoop and dumped it in the mix. It was just a few minutes later, just as he was sitting down to a freshly made concoction with syrup, chocolate chips, whipped cream, and sprinkles, oh my, that the voice came to him again. There's a ghost in the container. He basically crapped his pants, and that's when the phone rang again. It was Frank. Hey, so I took a look, and I actually found a string for this URL that the binary is requesting. Something about ghost.new. I guess that's a new domain extension that was just released, but there isn't actually anything there. Everything else just seems to be in the container. Maybe you could take a look at the layers and the manifest? He hadn't thought of that. The history of the container should show the steps to generate it, but he hadn't double-checked those layers. Ugh. If only he'd done best practices for layer-based images and not put every single command on every run line. He had a lot of tarballs to dig through. Better have another waffle first. Yeah, and maybe some more coffee. Three hours of sifting through tarballs and nothing. He thought harder about the voice that he kept hearing. What, was he becoming schizophrenic? It, it was totally possible given his age and demographic as a white male. But if he didn't hear the voice, then where was it coming from? And what, who's this ghost that it was talking about? P.S. That's the command you use to list running processes. And there it was, a tiny little question mark. A ghost or zombie process, if you will. And that was pretty much all he could figure out. Maybe Frank could help debug this? But this time, Frank didn't answer his phone. He must have finally given in to an afternoon nap or trip to Target to wander around and buy household items that made you feel good in the store, but became counter clutter once you were home. He took a closer look at that binary. God, he's a total idiot. It was a symbolic link. But poor Dockerod didn't think to follow it and see where it might go. His instinct was to destroy it. Let's just end this once and for all and delete this thing and manually push the container back to Docker Hub. Bad things were to happen every time he ran this thing, or was it the ice cream? The resolution would be to get rid of it. Remove RF. And then everything went black. Dockerod awoke, feeling dizzy and out of place. The surroundings around him were entirely black, as if someone had sucked out any understanding of light, and his eyes hungrily sucked at the space, hoping for something. My God, did, did he even have eyes? Did he have hands? He followed a small trickle of light and it led him to a flashing marker. It suddenly started to violently change, characters flying across the space and disappearing into some infinite dark sky. What was up might have been down and what was down seemed to always be growing. Oh my God. Was he? No. That, that, that's entirely crazy. Was he inside of his terminal? The following sound was overwhelming. 
He never imagined what it might be like to be inside a computer. It was a world of clicks and hums and orchestras of flowing of information. When a sound was played through the speaker or input in the microphone, it was first passed his data through his space and somehow he could hear it. You see, my dear listener, there indeed was a ghost in that container, but it was only a symbolic link, one that was forever connected to its creator. The link was the only thing preserving Dockerod's existence in what we know now as the real world. Because he died that same night that the container was built, at the exact instant that it was built, and by some flaw in the universe, some flaw in space-time, or perhaps because he was so obsessed with his work, his soul became trapped in the container, and his shell of a real life persisted outside of it. But now, his connection to the real world is shattered, and he is forever trapped in the container that turned out to be his final work. Welcome back, ghosts. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to this story. It was prompted by a conversation that I had with Jacob Chappelle on the Singularity Slack. His original story was uh, much more succinct and I'll share it when I post the text for this one. But it inspired me to write something fun on my own. The lessons here, if there are any at all, they should be somewhat obvious that we should not be too immersed in our work. I have trouble with this one. (laughs) That we should write proper tests for our software, and that we should be very wary of these shared containers, especially when they're run with root demons. Would the fate of Professor Crane or our dear Dockerod have been different if there had been tests or execution with different permissions? We may never know. Dockerod is now the soul of a container somewhere on Docker Hub that even you might stumble upon one day and give a run. We may never know the mystery of how life turned to bits, but he's still out there, perhaps an unnamed layer, sitting somewhere without a label on someone's computer, maybe your computer, waiting to be brought to life when someone is interested in predicting ice cream. Happy Halloween, folks.